0: This Sunday is an emotional one for me because of my mom. How blessed was I to have such a tender, loving mom. And she never was able to see me here, not even once. But I know she is seeing me. And we all know, those of us that have lost our mom, what I mean by that. And so I say, Mom, this one's for you. This one's for you. We go through so many, so many ebbs and flows in our life. Males, females, our, our challenges are frequently different, but then they're the same through high school. These young people have experienced a lot in the time, by the time they graduate from college. They have had one challenge after another it can be scholastically or it can be in the social realm of being a high school student junior high student there's all kinds of challenges we were mentioning earlier about the devil and he thought he was going to win this morning well the devil does not play favorites and he does not play fair he will do anything he can to steal our children to his way It takes a strong leadership. And so many times, and I'm not dismissing the fathers and their their importance, but guys, you might listen in also. Because what I am going to visit with the ladies about also applies to us. It all applies to us as human beings. We know that there are challenges. Their challenges are different than mine. They're different than yours. There's different generations. Yes, in 1906, it was different. So I did not understand a lot of the things that they're struggling with, with all of the social medias. Our social media was just walking up and saying hi. But now it goes all over the world. I do not understand all of that. But I do know because felt, I have felt, Visited with family members, with the mothers, with the fathers that are so concerned. And I have seen in the newspaper where it gets so vicious that some young people even commit suicide. We all want to be liked. We all want people to accept us. And when all of a sudden somebody starts getting hammered by their classmates... It's a tough situation. So many times, Mom, you are the first one on the battlefield. You are there to console them. You're there to to talk to them in a wise way. It's not easy. Your schedule during a day is not easy. This morning in the Sunday school class, y'all were discussing prayers. And the importance of them. And the different aspects of prayer. I even heard Alex say that uh, don't call on her for prayers. But you could call on Bailey, because Bailey would do it any time. And she will, and she does a fantastic job. I would ask you to look at Bailey's mom and see where she got that inspiration See where she got the inspiration and and look and see who she 's following, and who she 's mimicking. You know my pressure that I had on by this uh, person that i 'm not going to mention his name that is nothing compared to what the mothers have, their responsibility. Shirley said she is glad she was a mother, but in those years, she was challenged but I have met her children, not just Matt. And they're good people. They're real good people. And it comes from a relationship with their mom and their father on, on what is important, what is of value. If you ever met Tanner, he'll reach out, hand out, and give you a good firm handshake. He's 12 now, but at 9 and 6, why do, you know, he's always done that. And it goes back to mom and dad as a team. As the word says, we're to be equally yoked. And they are. But it's not by accident. It's not by accident. It is so difficult to have your private time, mom. It is so difficult and sometimes you feel like it's impossible. When I was in the business world... We had speaker after speaker telling us to be sure and do a to-do list. Starting with priority. Put a red line through it. Check it off. Go to that number two, go to three. And if you got the first three knocked out, heads up. You did good. But nowhere on those checklists did they say, find time to pray. Not once. Not one time did they ask any of us, To go first to the Lord in prayer. And it is my belief that is the most important thing every day. Took me a while to figure that one out. I hope you're a lot quicker class than I was. Yeah, I was in church. Yes, I was praying. But I didn't understand the full impact of the prayers. I did not see in so many little ways where a prayer has been answered. Not like an earthquake or a bolt of lightning, but I can see it. I can see those little things here and there that I used to just pass on by. I just walk on by and say, Boy, I was lucky. Well, I was lucky and also had a Lord that was watching out for me. And I know the guys in here would say they're lucky to be at the age they are today because there was many an opportunity to die. Some of the things we did. You understand, (laughs) Cal? We're lucky to be here. Now, you ladies, I don't know. Maybe y'all have wings on your back and a halo. I don't know. But us guys, us guys, we tempted death all the time. All the time. And that ought to make each and every one of us. Sing a special praise. Those of you who are married, you're smiling because you know the things your husband got into. Or maybe the smiles are because of what you got into. But there is a Lord and there is a Savior that's here for you and me. And if the mothers think that they can do this job all on their own, they're missing out on something very powerful. How many times, mothers, have you gone to bed with tears because you're worried about your children? How many times when you sent your young people off to school were you nervous because you knew it was a tough day for them and you had that same anxiety that you would have had for yourself and maybe even more? Again, you want them to do well. I had a cousin that he was about 21, 22 One morning he went in, told his uh, mom and dad, told him, bye, he's headed to work in the oil fields. It was a typical morning. Everything but the end. He worked in the oil fields, and he and five or six guys about the same age, probably graduated from school together, were working in the oil field, making good money. And evidently they weren't paying attention. When they left the oil fields, they pulled in front of a semi. Took five young men all at once. One time. It was devastating to the whole community of Kermit, Texas. Five at one time. So the concerns are real when mom is really concerned about Johnny and his day. I mean, that changed my uncle and aunts, and it rippled down to the rest of the cousins and so forth, all of us. It affected every one of us. But it points out how critical every day is. And when you're concerned, there's a reason. You pray that that next time you pick up a newspaper, it's no one in your family. You've taught them right from wrong. You know what's right and wrong, and you also know where your mistakes were, and you're hoping that they will pick up on this, because sometimes people are a little bit hard-headed, right? I mean, I've heard that to be the case. It surely didn't ever happen to me, saying, I'm going to walk my own walk, listen to the parents, and walk out of the door, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, and go ahead with what you had in mind. So many times, there's a price to be paid for the mistakes. But look at all the mistakes we made. Those that burned us the most are the ones we don't forget. Heaven forbid an accident like I just described. But there are those accidents, those things that took place only because we made a bad decision. And we remember that. We know that is not where we want to go back. We don't want to repeat that one again. We don't want to repeat it again. Mothers that are, they are pressured each and every day in a special way than us men. I know when I was growing up, mother, it was a time that There was only one breadwinner, and I'd get home, and I couldn't wait to see my mom. And I'd share the things in my life that took place at school, and I was excited about this or that. Maybe it was because I was chosen to be on a volleyball team, or maybe because I made a, no, no, it wasn't because I made a good grade, I'm sure of that. But whatever it was, then I wanted to share the good news with mom. But your schedules are, are from the very beginning of the day to the time you lay your head down. It is consumed with not just the things that you have to do, but the things that your children have to do. You're, you talk about multitasking? All day long you are multitasking. You are praying for your children. You're praying for your husband. You're praying... And it is a, it's an ongoing situation. And we don't see that. We don't see the many hours you spend in prayer. We do not see that anxiety that you might have, the tension. We don't see that with you. We see you beaming when your children have those special moments. You know how hard they worked. You know it wasn't an accident. Look at Aaron. Just just graduated from law school. That wasn't easy. That wasn't easy. And another thing you might want to know, that Jim flying out there, that wasn't easy either. <laughs> Talk about a white knuckle cowboy. He, he never wants to get any further off the ground than a horse but uh, or tractor. So it was white knuckles, but it was their son. And so you pay the price. You do things that you're uncomfortable with, because of your love for them. That anxiety, that stress, that all those many years, going through the good and bad times, and then yes. You walked them, walk across that stage and get that diploma. And it may be some other form of diploma. Maybe it's a promotion because they worked hard and they're moving into management. So you're having a celebration, something they've wanted a long time. There's all kinds of celebrations and diplomas. Where there is success, there is recognition, and there is that satisfaction of good job, well done. At times you feel alone. You don't think your spouse understands. Or maybe you are one of those that are in the situation, the most difficult job, that there is, and I believe this since I was in my 20s that there is no job more difficult than being a single parent. No tougher job. And 90% of the time it falls on the mother. Her pay schedule, in so many cases, is not as much as the husband was. Economically, the family has to make sacrifices. Economically, there are decisions to be made that you didn't have before, and there are those months that you you know there's not enough money in the account. You know that your day is going to start somewhere around 5.30 to 6.30 and go until late at night each and every day. And not only are you taking care of your children, you have to work and make a living. You have to take care of bills. You have to take care of the situations at the school when a teacher or somebody calls you. And you want to be there for them. You want to be one that helps when the mothers get together for some special project. But so many times you can't because you can't get off jobs. The toughest job then falls on your shoulders. And how do you find time for prayer? I want to read to you from the New Testament two situations that you, you already remember, but I want to put it in perspective. Martha came and asked Jesus, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? tell her to help me. Martha's talking about her sister Mary. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. And indeed only one, Mary, has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Yeah, she could have been in a Kitchen is what we call it. She could have been washing dishes. She could have been cooking. She She could have been. She could have been. She could have been. But she chose one thing. And Jesus said, it is important. The dishes can sit there a little bit longer if we have our time of prayer. And better yet, if we can have that time of prayer with our children. In our household, we started learning prayers very, very early. The first one being, now lay me down to sleep. How many of us went to sleep with mom reciting that before I'd ever venture out outside of those words that I'd been taught very, very early in life? But I was taught to pray each time. I was taught by my father's example to pray for each and every meal. For we are blessed and not to take anything for granted because there are so many here in the United States, here in Quanta, Texas, that do, that do not have enough money for three meals a day. I've seen it through the Ministerial Alliance, the voucher program. Sometimes it just breaks your heart. Sometimes it just breaks your heart because you have somebody there that's given everything they've got and the bills still haven't been paid and the refrigerator is empty. A very difficult, difficult job. But somewhere in those days, we pray. Just like Jesus taught Martha to pray. Take out some time. Make it your time, and you certainly deserve it. Take out time to pray. Do not be concerned about praying for yourself because He understands. Ask Him to give you the strength. Ask Him to give you the wisdom. Ask Him to give you love for your children, for their sake. And so many times you put yourself last put yourself in those prayers as well. Also, in the New Testament, the reference to the Old Testament, John the 6th chapter and the 49th verse. John is uh, Jesus actually is quoting uh, is speaking in regards to the Old Testament and when the Hebrews, the, the Israelis, were wandering around in the desert. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. Yet they, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes from, down from heaven. Which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread. That comes down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. In the Old Testament, there was millions marching out of Egypt. How do you feed multi million people? Well, you and I don't, but he does. How do you feed 5,000 men plus women and children with, with just a few loaves of bread and two fish? How do you feed them? And yet Jesus had the disciples said, sit down. Have them sit down. And they had more than enough. They took up baskets, 12 baskets worth of food afterwards. Jesus fed the multitudes. God is taking care of His children, the Hebrews, the Gentiles. All that call Him Lord, He will feed. Yes, by the loaf of life. For He is the bread. But also with our needs. He asks us to take anything to Him. Anything. No matter how small it might be, and I've always felt guilty about that until just recently. I didn't want to trouble him with just little things, but I now do that, and it's amazing how comforting it is when you see it come to fruition. He wants to hear the little ones. He doesn't want to just hear the major ones when we're sitting in a waiting room and our loved one is in OR. That's great. That's wonderful that we pray in then, but we need to be praying for the little things also. Maybe it's going to be that Taylor makes the band. That's not so little to Taylor. It's a major deal. And, sweetheart, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. We're praying for you. I like that, too. Drum major, is that what she said? All right. Yes, yes. We're going to look forward to seeing you doing that. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too great. You're faced with major situations and you remember them very well. But there is also the Lord that is always there for you. It's not just those that are, are going through the things in an empty home where someone else is, someone is raising the kids by themselves. It's for everyone. Mother and dad would be very wise to pray together, have that time together. Sit down together and have that daily prayer together and then bring the children in and have prayer with all of you at that time of prayer. 1 the fourth, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse. Cast out all your anxiety on him. Because He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. And the reason we don't call out those anxieties, one, you've got a busy schedule. You're, it's from time you get up to time you go to bed. With, whatever your busy day is full, has been filled up with, you are busy. But that's even more reason to be praying that the Lord will be with you. And it doesn't have to be a 15-minute one. It doesn't have to be as long as mine are when I'm in the pulpit. Yeah, I know some of you talk about that. Jowers, Uh, But it can be real short. Sometimes we don't see results. We pray and we pray and say, Lord, where are you? And it's not until later that we realized by looking in that rearview mirror, he heard our words and he was there. And sometimes, honestly, our prayers wonder. If it's a long prayer and we're praying to the Lord, all of a sudden our mind drifts off towards something the children or our husband is doing, or our mom or dad, but we drift. We have trouble that attention deficit disorder. And Misty has pointed that out that I have that. I don't know why. How do I pray? A big question. How do I pray for my children? You pray for your children just like you talk to your best friend. For you are talking to your best friend. You don't have to worry about the grammar. You don't have to worry about how you go into the the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you know, that's good. But if you say, Lord, I need your help. He gets it. He understands don't worry about the formality. Just understand the Lord is with you. He is always with you. The fact that you would pause in the middle of your day, maybe it's driving up to pick them up at school. Maybe you're sitting outside the school waiting for your loved one or your child to come out. And you say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for being with my child one more day. In Jeremiah, the third verse. Call to me and I will answer you, and I tell you great and un- unsearchable things you do not know. We never have any idea. I've talked to people here just, I don't know, two or three in the last couple of weeks. They're trying to lay out their roadmap on what they're going to do in life. Maybe they've been working in a, se- a position for about 15 years and they're not Getting the rewards, not financially, but the personal rewards for what they're doing so they feel stuck in that. But anything you're doing, eventually, the Lord can use that for the ministry of Jesus Christ. For you have wisdom that no one else has. Maybe you'll evolve into a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you'll evolve into a counselor. You will be able to... Counsel those young people that come up to see you, even at your home, because they respect your wisdom. The wisdom comes from experience. The Lord will use what you have, your talents, because each and every one of us bring different talents to the table. Each and every one of us have one thing in common. Our Lord and our Savior... He hears each and every prayer. Those of celebration like with our seniors and those that we're concerned about that we're in a car wreck. He hears each and every prayer and He will not, He will not forsake you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we know Your presence. We know you are with us this very moment. There's a sense of an excitement. We get to honor our mothers, and at the same time, we have a conversation with you, Lord. What a combination! What a combination. Go with us now, Lord. Let us continue to celebrate these ladies that have affected our lives. Some have passed on to your kingdom. They're in a much better place, but we miss them. And yet, there is still work to be done. And the baton has been passed off to us, and it's our time to stand tall for Jesus Christ. For we pray this in your name, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. The prayer of invitation.